Welcome to Confessions from a Pastor's Wife. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like the content of this video, don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can also catch this on Apple and Spotify platforms. Well, I am back. Thank you so much for your patience. I feel like the summer at the end there was really crazy with a couple weddings and planning for a really big wedding. One was an elopement, one was, one was a big wedding, and there was just a lot going on. So <clears throat> at that time, I just felt like God was like, it's okay, take a break. And now he's given me a lot to talk about. So thanks again for your patience. Um, there's a lot of things that are going on in the world, um, but there's one thing that I want to talk about. The thing that kind of brought up this question in my mind. So as by now, we all know that there is a war going on in Israel between um, Israel and Palestine. And um, it got me to thinking, you know, I there's been a lot of um, news coverage. There's been a lot of things on social media. And the one thing that I'm I had to educate myself on was what is the actual like root of this problem because there's a lot of opinions out there there's a lot of information there's a lot of misinformation and um, you know my husband touched on it a little bit last Sunday in our gathering and uh, so so I really had to be kind of careful as to what I was uh, listening to and and I really had to do my research but one thing that I came across was a video of the um, co-founder of the Hamas organization stating that um, he wants to, like their goal of the big, big picture of the Hamas is to cleanse the world from certain religious groups, Jews, Christians, and he eventually wants this to be worldwide. You know, he wants... Um, he doesn't want, he wants his religion or that group um, to be in every single household. And that is, that is their mission. So it really got me thinking that the time is coming um, that sooner or later you will, not that you might, you will be challenged on your faith and your life may be on the line. And this is happening now. This has been happening. It's just not something that us North American Christians have seen firsthand. My husband, Chris, went to uh, Bethlehem prior to COVID, and he visited with women who lost their spouses because they would not deny Jesus. And they were killed because they were Christian. So this whole thing got me thinking, am I ready and that's a discussion that I want to have with you. Are you ready to take up your cross and profess your faith at the cost of your life? And then I started thinking, you know, if someone knocked on my door right now and said, if you don't say that you don't believe in Jesus, I'm, I'm going to take your life right now. I would be okay. I would stand in my faith and say, no, I believe in Jesus and Jesus will rescue me from this one way or another. But what if my children were in the house? And what if they said the same thing about my kids? That one is a little bit tougher. Not because I'm scared for them, but because it's easier, I feel, for me as an adult, even though I still have lots of life to live. How do you explain that to a child, though, without them being afraid, right? 
I mean, my daughter loves Jesus. My son is kind of, he's, he believes in him, but you know, 13 year old boys, they, they're, some of them are really deep in their faith, but you know, I, I will say that his dad and I, when we were together, weren't walking as Christians. And if you listen to any of my podcasts, you know that. Um, so this is, this is all new for him. He's not saying that he doesn't believe in it, but he's not like quite into it. He, he was into it, was reading the Bible, but you know, their father doesn't really believe in it a hundred percent. So, um, it's kind of battling two different households, right? So, um, he, he's not quite as into it, but like, how do I explain that to him? How would I explain that to him? Would I allow him to compromise so he could keep his life here on earth? Just this temporary life that everything in it is going to die and fade away anyways. Would I allow him to compromise himself for eternity? I don't think so. But we're not talking to our children about this. And these are things that kids in other parts of the world, they're facing that. Their families are facing that. They're losing their families because of their faith. So that really got me to question, am I ready? Where's my relationship with God? Where's your relationship with God? Are you intimate with him? Are you allowing fear to take over and rule your emotions? You know, when I started thinking about or hearing about this war and what it meant, and I mean, my my TikTok was full of end of days uh, revelation stuff. I started getting scared. I was like, but my kids, they're not, they haven't even experienced things yet. And I haven't experienced things yet. You know, like I want to see my own kids get married and, you know, have relationships and have babies. And I want to experience that grandparent thing. And that's just the, immor- the, sorry, the mortal part of me wanting to to be here but I know that the end goal like my goal is to get to heaven but in the moment you allow your emotions to take over you and your fear so I had to stop myself and say you know what God has not given me a spirit of fear you know he's given me a spirit of power love and a sound mind and self-control so I was able to bring my emotions back into check so one thing I want to say is for all the people out there who are being inundated with these are the last days, we could very well be in the last days, but don't focus on all the negative from it. Focus on the positives. Um, you know, it just, it. you have to keep your emotions in check and, and you don't let them lead. Don't let your emotions lead you, um, especially with this war that's going on. Um, you know, my... I had recorded this podcast and then we had Bible study last night and it was, we're doing the book of Daniel and the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego came up and how they stood in defiance of worshiping a false God. And because of that, they were thrown into a fiery furnace and what they said before they were tossed in was God will save us one way or another. And he did. They were tossed into a furnace bound and not one hair was singed on their head their clothing was not destroyed they did not smell like smoke and jesus they saw jesus walking around in that fire um they said hey didn't we put three men in there and he said yeah and well why do i see a fourth guy it's jesus 
Jesus saved them. And and though they, they it was their faith, they believed they would be saved one way or another, whether it is divine intervention, that miracle that happened for them, or they get to go to heaven. Either way, they knew they were fine. And that's the kind of stance that we need to take as well. You know, it's really difficult when times like this happen you see non-Christians kind of, it feels like their life is easier. The broad road, it makes it looks like look like it's a much easier road without God. And that's the lie the enemy has placed in our society. To follow Christ is not an easy life and it's not popular. And people will call you out. They may call you names based on what you believe in. And in some cases, they will try to erase you because they feel like you're a traitor to their beliefs. It can be very tempting to compromise, but I'm telling you, we need to be steadfast and firm in our faith and our love for God. We need to be that light in the darkness, that darkness that is overtaking this world before our very eyes. We're called to love people, and this includes those who would try to take know that the prize is not here. Our prize is heavenward, so when we die here, we get to go to heaven. We get to be face to face with Jesus. This world is just, it's a short time that we're here and it doesn't have a lot. It has some things to offer, but not everything. We need to set our eyes, our hearts on what's heavenward, the ultimate reward, that goal to be face to face with our God and be at home with him in peace forever. Can you compromise yourself for that temporary life here Can you tell your kids to do the same? You know, I was thinking about Peter, who had the advantage of walking with Jesus and being a witness to everything that he did. And Peter still denied Jesus three times. And that really got me thinking about my walk with Jesus, about my walk with God. And it just makes me want to get to know him more. It makes me want to go into the Bible more to get to know him on a deeper level. makes me want to surround myself with like-minded Christians who can teach me and and people who can influence me or I can influence. And I just want my relationship to be so much deeper and stronger so that I won't compromise. And then that will model to my children. Your kids are watching you. My kids have watched me from the time they could walk. And, you know, I remember working out downstairs and my son Ethan would come down and he'd work out with me. They watch you. They listen to you. Even when you think that they're spaced out watching TV, they hear you. Lead by example and prepare them. We need to be prepared to pick up our cross and to teach our kids that, you know, they can do the same thing. The Lord made us specifically for this time, and we are probably going to be witness to things that the disciples wanted to see, the things that they under the whole on under the um, guidance of the Holy Spirit wrote in their gospels they wanted I bet they wanted to be alive for this time just as much as I want to be alive for when they were walking and talking with Jesus I thought about that the other day I'm jealous of the disciples maybe they're jealous of me being here now you know because though they walked with Jesus they're not they're not experiencing the things that we're going to experience. Revelation says um, that we're going to see things that no man has seen and no ear has heard. So we need to be ready. Get yourself right with the Lord. Get your walk straight. Stop compromising on certain things because the world is 
saying that it's okay or you're you're finding loopholes. You cannot rewrite the Bible to match your lifestyle. The Bible was written so that you can change your lifestyle to match what it says. And it is impossible. There's a lot of things in the Bible that's impossible. But guess what? That's why Jesus came. He came and died for our sins so that we don't have to do that. The Old Testament, some of those rules, we don't have to abide by those. We don't have to do animal sacrifices. We don't have to worry about that. You know, so get yourself right with the Lord. Decide if you're for him or against him because those who are sitting on the fence, you lukewarm Christians, I'm so sorry. You will have to choose if you're for or against him because he will not want you lukewarm. He says he would rather you be cold. We're going to see God's grace pour out like never before. So let's be ready. Let's surround ourselves. And instead of focusing on all the negative, let's start focusing on the fact that these things need to happen so that Jesus can come back. Yes, the world is going to be crazy, but we are the light that stands in defiance of the darkness that is trying to overtake us, that is trying to tell us there's no hope. That is such a lie. Jesus is coming back. Let's focus on the positives of that. If you enjoyed this episode, give it a thumbs up, subscribe, share it to whoever you think needs a little bit of a boost because I know, like I said, social media is so full of all this information. It can be very, very scary. But I don't want you to be scared. I want you to be informed. I want you to pray. I want to pray for the people over there as well. You know, I'm not picking sides. I pray against the powers and principalities who are governing over there because this is all a quest for power. And the people that are suffering are the children and the women and the men who are losing their lives for the quest for power, in my opinion. And I want to pray protection over them. I want to pray peace over Jerusalem. And I, I want to protect those children that are over there. Um, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for the next one from Confessions from a Pastor's Wife. Mm-hmm.